Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us as we'll talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Busy program today. I have a pretty good idea what's going to dominate at least the first half hour of the program. Uh, John Bonecamp's going to be here at 1025, actually probably more than the first hour, a half hour of the program. He works for the uh, Burlington Hawkeye. He will stop by and in here as we'll uh, recap last night's uh, well, the entire night, more than the game, the histrionics that took place after the game. And uh, from my, in my opinion, the magic word was said and one that can never be uttered. So we'll get to that uh, here in the next few minutes. David Kaplan's going to join us. It's Wednesday, after all. Cappy uh, brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa every Wednesday. Where possible, and that's going to happen probably 48 out of the 52 weeks that he does appear on Wednesday when it's uh, just impossible for whatever reason he joins us on a different date. But weekly we get Cappy. We'll do a lot of Cubs conversation with Cappy coming up here at about, or I will. Trent, you're going to have, you already told me, well, you told me earlier, you couldn't make it for the interview, so I did it. Uh, but that'll be 1045. 11 o'clock, we're going to talk Big 12. Got to get some Big 12 into the conversation today. Matt Postens, who we thought we'd give the uh, week off, but there's just so much going on in the Big 12 as they come down the stretch and try to uh, prevent Kansas or knock off Kansas from uh, adding another one to that win total, making it 15 in a row, and then we'll finish up with Zubin Mahente from ESPN at about 11.20. Uh, some high school basketball news as well. We'll get to, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, with the North situation, Chad Ryan walking away. has been great for that school, great mm-hmm. for that program. Sad to see him go. Going to be difficult to replace, but we have to start uh, in Columbus, Ohio. We can start with the 40 minutes that unfolded. Uh, just a, a disappointing display by the Hawkeyes, who... Really, you know, and a lot of people have had this take, Trent, and, and I really was late to, to go there or unwilling to go there. Look, they're winning. Um, they're beating teams that are below them in the standings, and maybe it's not by as many points as Vegas thought that they should or the fans thought that they should, but they're winning. But maybe it was, um, you know, uh, putting a Band-Aid on on what has been a disappointing last couple of weeks. The team has not been playing well. Last night, they uh, really caught up to them. It really did, and I think the... On a night of crazy stats, the craziest stat, over the last 22 minutes, they gave up 65 points. That's nuts, Trent. That's yeah. nuts. And this is a team that, what, broke 50 or failed to break 50 in Big Ten play twice this year? Right. In Ohio State? Yeah. Arns was averaging two coming into the game. He finished with 29. He was averaging two points. Put up 29 last night. Luca Garza, here's another stat. Luca Garza, all six foot eleven of them, didn't snag a rebound. Mm-hmm. Didn't have one, not one, not one. Didn't even, one didn't even fall into his lap. Um, Tyler Cook just dribbling into uh, to steal a line from the now reinstated Gary Dolphin, putting his head down and driving into a double team. 
He did that a lot last night. Wieskamp was good. Yep. Isaiah Moss has been missing in action the last couple of games. He just cannot make a shot to save his life. They were going to do everything, they being the Buckeyes, to eliminate Jordan Bohannon. He was 0 for 5. You know, the Bohannon magic that had been on full display, it couldn't happen every game. Uh, last night was, you know, he was, it was one of those bad nights for him. So as I got home last night, I uh, watched it on DVR. I had known what happened as I made it to it. So it, watching a game that you know how it's going to turn out, not nearly as fun, not nearly as interesting, and mm-hmm. maybe working through it a little bit quicker than I should have in the end. But I walked away, histrionics afterwards aside, and we will get to that certainly. Yeah, the magic word. We have to get to the magic word, and you can't say it. Iowa was bad defensively. Uh-huh. Gave Again. up open threes. Uh-huh. The zone didn't work for the first time, really, pretty much all season. Mm-hmm. There's been times they had that it has figured been out. Excellent point. They found and Arnes went off. Mm-hmm. This guy that hadn't scored double digits in his career. He was averaging two. He had 29. I know he did. He had 29. He couldn't miss Trent, whether he was on the free throw line or whether he mm-hmm. was on the three point line. Yeah, look, he didn't make them all, but he certainly seemed to. He made them all from the free throw line. He was nine for nine, six of ten uh, from behind the three point arc. Honestly, if if I had to find the player of the game for Iowa, Wieskamp was good. Yeah, um, but you know who else in in Creener I thought was terrific last night. I thought Ryan Creener had a good game last night. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, played eighteen minutes. I thought it was a good Ryan Creener game. You weren't getting much from Garza who's really struggling to um, to make his shot right now. Again, no rebounds in the game. Tyler Cook, he had some rebounds, but um, had a bunch of turnovers in the basketball game. Yeah. I thought Creener was good. Wieskamp was good. Other than that... Macy Daly? Yeah, you know what? That's a good point, because he had a couple of He's highlight well baskets. Now, he did. And a couple of really nice uh, baskets in that game. What? How many minutes did he play last night? Did he... 15. 15 minutes, okay. Um, Connor McCaffrey got teed up. Look, the... He committed a foul. Mm-hmm. If the guy with the ball is moving and you're moving towards him and he's not to use Steven Bardo's line, the offensive player's not going to use the chicken wing, that's a foul. And Connor McCaffrey kept talking. Look, we don't know if his voice was raised. I don't believe it was. But it was the hand gesture at the end that got him teed up. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, you know, get, I'm, I'm tired of listening to you or whatever it was, that kind of movement. And, you know, had he not done that and just turned his back and went to the free throw line and took his place, um, there there would have been no tee there. And then very quickly after that, Fran got teed up with his hands in his pockets. Yes, yes. This wasn't demonstrative Fran McCaffrey no. blowing a gasket. He must have said the magic word. And he did after the game, Trent. And this is where I have a real problem. Because you cannot accuse... And I had the same problem, just for people to remember this, too. When Jamie Pollard met the media after the Oklahoma State game and accused, essentially, the Big 12 officials of being in cahoots, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You cannot use the word cheating. What does that mean? When you hear a coach accusing a referee of cheating, what does he mean by cheating? That the game is fixed. Absolutely, Trent Condon. And you cannot have that in sports. You cannot. You can think that. You cannot say, I have no problem with him. Well... That's not that I don't have any problem. But he's not the first coach to blow a gasket after mm-hmm. a game that he feels the calls didn't go his way. In Regardless of sport, you cannot accuse an official of being on the take of, of cheating, of fixing a basketball contest. You can't do it. Fran McCaffrey needs to be suspended by the conference for that word alone. I hope it's not Saturday. It's senior day. It's the final home game of the regular season. Will the head coach be 
you know, in his spot at Carver Hawkeye when they close it down as far as men's basketball this weekend. See, I, this is where we separate off. He said these words. Kyle Rowland of the Toledo Blade, he, uh, he was the one that heard it. A reporter that has a very good background, this is- and he wasn't alone. Let, let's be honest. You've been in you've been in the bowels of stadiums yeah. of arenas many times. You're not alone underneath there. You're not alone. There's there's cameramen. There's security personnel. Mm-hmm. Or, there is going to be people other than Kyle Rowland and Fran McCaffrey who know what was said. There's other people that were down there. We just don't know them yet. And the Big Ten official is going to, in his report, confirm exactly what Kyle Rowland said. So. This was not in the post-game press conference. No, this, this was, was not. not right. And that's why I don't know if this actually does merit what he said in the heat of an argument. We've all had arguments yeah, before. Yeah, but you can't accuse a referee of fixing a game, and that's what During he the did. course of the game, during a post-game press conference, different. This is walking off, blowing off steam, mm. out of the vision of everybody inside the arena, this is different, Ken. I, I, I don't have a problem, Trent, if he didn't use that word. If he didn't accuse the official of fixing the game. But did he game, really accuse He's it? called it cheating. What else does it mean? Give, give, I'll go, if you can give me another example of what that means, I might soften my stance. I think the verbiage just, again, he it's did the, the magic bat- word. But is he, does he really believe? What That's what he, he said. It's what he said, but come on. That's a stretch. No, he, I don't. Fran think McCaffrey is, thinks that the game was fixed. Th- I do. He that came out of his own mouth. I've said things in the heat of an argument, though, that he didn't actually mean. But, but it wasn't and an argument. Called, it was. It wasn't an argument. It was a one-sided. The yes. referee didn't even turn his back. He just kept walking. Fran McCaffrey unloaded because he thought the game was fixed. That's what he said. He was blowing off steam. He thought they got a bad call. They they got, they got a, bad a lot run. of bad calls. I'll give you that. But you know what? That's life on the road in college basketball. It is, and. I, I think you're going too far with the word. With, I really don't believe that's what he, he meant. Does, I, I know words are powerful, mm-hmm. and there has to be something behind it. He doesn't say cheating, Trent. It's just chalk it up to another coach blowing a gasket after a game. Mm-hmm. He said the word cheating. You can't say that the game was fixed. You can't. The Big Ten, I believe, is going to suspend him. I believe he's going to be suspended for a game. And you know what? If that, if that happens... I know that won't be popular amongst the black and gold fan base. They won't like that one little bit. I get it. But you can't say cheating. And he did. We disagree on this one. This this is, to me, more of a guy losing it. Mm-hmm. He did, clearly. And, th- and this has always been my problem with Fray McCaffrey. Over the course of a game, Fray McCaffrey, he is not nearly as demonstrative as Tom Izzo. As Bo Ryan used to be, mm-hmm. as many of the top coaches in college basketball, you watch mm-hmm. Coach K. The way they work officials and they work them from the start. Oh, there's nobody from better the tip than Izzo till the end. Yes, and they are working right. them every single moment of the game. Ray McCaffrey doesn't do that. Ah, uh, not not to, not to the extent of Izzo. I agree with you. But the problem is, he goes from zero to a hundred in a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, and all of a sudden, hey, this guy that was fine, and all of a sudden he's losing his mind. That's where you get into problems. He needs to be better at that. That That's the part of it that I continually just get frustrated watching him on the sideline. The sideline demeanor, if you're animated and fired up and, and get aggressive and those kind of things, okay. Mm-hmm. But you can't go from 0 to 100 every single time. That's how you get into situations like this. And then after the game, to go there. The cheating element, that that's one that I'm going to have to chew on a little bit more. As I read it, I read it more as just a guy that was frustrated. I don't believe that he is alleging that the game, the fix was in. They knew going into this one, we can't win because these officials are going to make 
Arns make 29 points. They play bad. Right. They play bad. Yeah. And they got a couple bad calls in the right. process. Right. Now, Chris Holtman worked the officials last night, he and, and he got teed up. Yes. Now, we didn't see it because they were at break, and when they came out of break, they... Uh, um, they let us know that Holtman was teed up during the uh, during the, the time the timeout. Holtman was animated. We've seen basketball coaches. You can't watch a basketball game, or very seldom, that you're not going to see a basketball coach blow a gasket. But you can't say that word. You cannot even infer that there is something um, along those lines that's going on. And it came out of his own mouth. It did. What was the exact quote? You put it in your note. Now, don't use the exact quote because that'll cost us. That'll <laughs> yeah. cost us our the FCC spot here. would not, not be very no. pleased about and that. We like this ten to noon spot. Yes. We like doing it here better than anywhere else, and this is our last chance. You cheating mother blanker! Right, you're a blanking disgrace. Okay, I have no problem with the blanking disgrace. So, if the word cheating was cut off there, yes, you can't say that word. In sports, you can't say that to an official, especially when there's other people that are hearing it and other people heard it. And I get such a kick out of the, well, was it just the official, uh, was it just the official Fran McCaffrey and one reporter? Ah, uh, he didn't say it. Where's the proof? It's his word against, no, that's, there's more the people than, that heard that than yes, just, yes. than just Kyle Rowland. Come on. Look, look, look at when, when your team is leaving the floor. There's a whole bunch of people around the exit uh, to get underneath the, the stands. That's just the way it is. And do Hawkeye fans truly believe that a reporter is going yes. to make this up? Yes, Trent. What Sadly. is wrong with these people? Sadly. I mean, you, you get you got to pull your heads out of your backside. If right. you you believe that a reporter, a journalist, a journalist from Toledo mm-hmm. is going to make this up? Trent, what is that's is this? a fireable offense instantly if this yes. wasn't said. This. If 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 Fran McCaffrey somehow has people that that uh that we haven't heard from yet that will come out and say that no, he just why he didn't say a word. Kyle Rowland's going to lose his gig. You're not going to tweet that if it's not true. It's absolutely true. I have no problem if the Big Ten does what, in my opinion, they should. And that's set Fran McCaffrey down. That's a bad word. You can't say that word in sports. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Especially now. I mean, what do, what do all these leagues want? They want an integrity fee. Integrity. A very important word. Every state, not every state, 40 out of the 50 states are going to have it. 35, who knows how many. But way more that they're going to offer that than don't. You can't even infer that sports is fixed. Or what do we have? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Let's talk about the game. All right. We'll see (laughs) if indeed McCaffrey gets suspended. If he does, here, here. For you, you're good with it if he doesn't. To the to the game again, and... Let's get Anthony in here before we... Anthony wants to chime in. Tony, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, You know, he, he absolutely said it. But at the same time, if you don't have, I don't care how many people heard it, and this is how it works, and, and you guys know it as well as I do, if you don't have absolute proof of that, they will not continue this investigation. So, what, what do you mean? You mean video or audio? Is that what you're saying? That they because there there isn't there isn't a corroborating tape that you think that this will be? It's a he said he said. You believe that? hundred percent. Now I don't say you didn't say it. Right. I know Democrat. I mean, he just that's how he is. Yeah. But I agree. I, that's a big word to say in a stance like that. But if there's no hard evidence, it's not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. Well, you know, to your point, and thanks for the call, Anthony. I appreciate it. Welcome anytime. Um, to his point, 
and if failing to have that mm-hmm. may work in McCaffrey's favor. I get that, but I still believe. Look, the Big Ten official is going to do a full report on this. Mm-hmm. Which, which which one was it? The guy that's got the Mick. Uh, hyphenated. Uh, no, Steve. I thought wasn't it Steve. Steve the um, the Junkets or Steve McJunkins? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, McJunkins? Yeah. Um, I believe it was him that the that the um, tirade was directed to. There's no tape. We would have heard it by now. Mm-hmm. That much we know. Because that's not sitting anywhere. No one's embargoing that overnight. <laughs> if, if Kyle Rowland had that, he was going to tweet that instantly to back up his claim. So what we're going to have is Kyle Rowland, a Big Ten official, whoever else. There was a cameraman, apparently, that was in the, in the neighborhood and has gone on record. That might have been a Leistikow's piece this morning okay. that, uh, that said that, yes, he did hear that. So I think, I think it's like four people that have come out and say that's exactly what he said. Um, Anthony's a good point. It'd be a whole lot easier for the Big Ten to listen to the audio, watch the video, and make their determination from there. I just hate the word, Trent, in sports. You can't say it. You can't say it. Because there are multiple people. And and as Fran McCaffrey, he's going to get a call he probably already has from Chicago mm-hmm. and the Big Ten offices. And I want to make this point. I like Fran McCaffrey. Yes. I love when he lights up his kids. The Northwestern game on the road was maybe a season definer. Tyler Cook's not playing. You're getting crushed. He got into him. Got after him. Stood up so Creener could hear him. Yes. And to that point, you know, game to game, I get frustrated with Fran McCaffrey some of the coaching decisions that he makes. Right, and I thought you were going to have one last night because Garza got a foul 30 seconds into the game. I'm thinking, oh boy. Here it comes, here it comes. Second one, and he's going to be on the bench. But big picture, I also realize what he is for this basketball program. We talk to national people, from Rod Doster to Matt Norlander, people inside the business. And when he got this job nine years ago, I don't think people here locally understand nationally what the Iowa basketball job was looked at. Mm -hmm. It was a place that... Steve Alford, what he said was true. They continued to invest in the football resources and putting money into that program, and they were not investing in basketball. And that practice facility that he was talked about in 1999 mm-hmm. still wasn't there mm-hmm. when he left yeah, eight fair. years later. There was truth to that. Mm-hmm. Nationally, after what happened with Licklider, how they run Dr. Tom out of the building, nationally that job was looked at. It's not a great recruiting base. You're in the Big Ten. You're going up against some behemoths in coaching. It's not a great job. Iowa is very fortunate that Fran McCaffrey, instead of taking the St. John's job, took the job. Look at Brian Gregory. That was the other big mm, guy on yeah, the list. No, I know. Flamed out at Georgia Tech. Yep, you're right. So, you're right. big picture, I'm with you. Fran I'm McCaffrey. glad he's here, Trent. Yes. I like the guy. Yes. I always but, have. But why does it always have to be this? I mean, there's, this always, there's always something just bubbling underneath mm-hmm. the surface. You're right. And look at his hands were in his pockets when he got teed up last night. I love that. Now, here's, here's where, and I, and I don't know... If I can connect the dots here, he's a father. His son just took one in the chops. Mm-hmm. He did, and there yep. was a foul. I mean, there was a foul on Connor McCaffrey. He's moving. It was a foul. His son was just teed up. I don't think he said a magic word. I honestly believe it was the hand gesture. I get away from me, right? Type of thing. And, and I know and this you is radio, say and a... you can't see the hand gesture I'm making, but you know what I'm doing. It's a quick. Some people say that's a quick trigger. Come on, he did battle. Kids getting blown out. Mm-hmm. He's frustrated. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was showing up the referee because no. he turned his back and taken his place on the free throw line, um, and basically, you know, gave gave that hand gesture, yeah. and that was the breaking point. The referee had listened to him say his piece. He said his piece. Hand gesture gets him. I just wonder if that kind of I do. Uh, yeah, uh, took it from level B to level A, if you want to call it that, as far as and if that meltdown. whole situation went, and it was Isaiah Moss 
that got that teeth. Right, right. Does Fran get No, to- I don't think he does. Excellent point. A better way to put it than I was trying to say. And yes. that's that's also another part here. When people look at the McCaffreys as a group, and now you have another one coming in next mm-hmm. season of Patrick, mm-hmm. and maybe that's something he needs to go out this summer. He needs to talk to coaches that have done this before. And how you split that coach-father relationship. Gotta be tough. Absolutely. Gotta be tough. There's no doubt. Right. That it's it's another layer to a, a very layered Fred McCaffrey. It is. So let's get to the other layer of the story. And and I don't believe. Now eh, maybe I maybe I'm being naive. I'll, I'll say this: the, as we learned, when did we learn on Monday that apparently Learfield and Dolphin and Gary Barta were going to meet, and we thought that there was going to be a press conference that afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. That was yep. kind of the consensus, and then it didn't happen. We didn't hear a peep. Likewise, yesterday, we didn't hear a peep. The news comes down today that they're going to reinstate Gary Dolphin in time for the spring football football season, and then he'll be back for basketball, if he wants. And that's another story. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you really want that, Gary? Um, do you just do football? And I'm sure that we could find a school that has two different play-by-play announcers for their two you know, big sports, money, uh, football, uh, and men's basketball. But he's coming back. And, and if anything, Trent, I don't think that this happened since the McCaffrey meltdown that all of a sudden that they mended these fences. I think this was in the works. Mm-hmm. Now, the announcement might have come out a day or two earlier than was originally planned. I don't know that. I yeah. could see that. But I don't for one minute think that somehow oh, miraculously overnight that they, that, uh, these people came to their senses and realized that one email was not enough to destroy this man's career. Now, sadly, um, and I saw this on Twitter, and it was a really good point. It's JT the nut of all people. <laughs> Your hockey guy. My hockey guy. And he's right on the money. I mean, we in Iowa are going to know about the resolution of this story that, you know what, yeah, he said a bad thing, but no one's accusing uh, the Iowa play-by-play announcer of being a racist. But around the country, yeah, will they get that part of the story where Gary be Gary Dolphins? And look, and I know are people in Rhode Island really talking about the Iowa announcer? Probably not, but I thought it's a good point. Uh, we'll take a timeout. John Bowen's camp's going to be here. Cappy is here at about 11, or 1045. Um, how long does that piece go? We've got to make sure that uh, we can yeah, save time for that. Uh, John Bowen camp is next. Cappy's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. We're going to do some Big 12 with uh, Matt Postens. And uh, Zubin Mahanti will join us at 1120. Get his opinion. He'll break the tie. Okay. He will break the tie whether uh, we sh- we think. You're not a cheating mother blanker. No, I'm I've, not. I've never said that. I'm a that. blanker blanker. I can be the other one. <laughs> I've been called that, but um, yeah, it's sports, folks. You can't use that magic word for my in my opinion. We'll take a time out. John Bowencamp, Burlington Hawkeye next. Uh, the press conference is apparently is at 3 o'clock, so I'm guessing that there'll be pr- plenty of coverage, certainly uh, during Murph and Andy, and then the Fanatics later on. Perhaps they'll even have some sound uh, that's been made available from it. But uh, Barda... And McCaffrey and Dolphin? Are they all going to be there? I think the Garys. Just the Garys. So McCaffrey's not going to be part of it. So just the Garys. Just the Garys. We finally get to hear from Barta. And we get to see, yeah, we get to see Bart and Dolphin sit side by side. That's kind of awkward, maybe? We'll see how awkward it is. I'll take a time out. John Bone Cap next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We take you up until noon here today. Matt Poston's on the Big 12 right at 11. Zubin Mahente, who just had a cap fallout. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, and he's in a dentist chair, but hopes to be good to go with us at about 1120 ESPN Sports Center and ESPN. He joins us uh, as he does each and every week. Let's get to John Bowenkamp, Burlington Hawkeye, shall we? I assume he'll be at uh, Carver Hawkeye for the uh, press conference coming up later on today. John Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? How's it going today? Really well. Let's talk about the game first, and then we'll get to the post-game, if you will, um, with with McCaffrey and, and what was said following the game. But, you know, the game itself, the uh, the Hawks have been winning, which I guess covers up a lot of ills. And, you know, to me, at the at the end of the season, it, it's at, you're asked how many, not how. Um, right. And they were, you know, they're, they're beating teams that they should have, not blowing them out as some fans would want. But last night was one of those games where it all caught up to them, um, got pointing a lot of directions. You know, Garza not getting a rebound. Cook with all those turnovers. They completely took Bohannon out of the game. I thought Creener was as good as anybody uh, wearing a Hawkeye uniform last night. But uh, one that maybe should have got uh, in the grand scheme of things, John Bowenkamp. Well, it was one of those win. It was one of those games that you looked at and at, at before before the game started, and you thought, okay, this this is this is a game against a, an Ohio State team that's really reeling at that point. And you know, two two things can happen. One, you can either play a team that, that that's quit on the season, or you can play somebody that 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 wants to get to the NCAA tournament and knows that this is probably their best opportunity. And that's the way Ohio State played. And you know, so you got to give them a lot of credit for the way they played. That was probably one of their better games in the last couple of months, really, since the last time they played Iowa. So you give them credit, but at the same time, Iowa let them get way too many open shots, mm-hmm. and it's. It was a defensive flaw that that we haven't really seen out of this team in a while, and it, it really and it kind of came and it came back. You know, it, it kind of felt a lot like some of these other losses this year, where they just kind of let them get away. And you know, you were kind of you were kind of expecting Iowa to make a run late there. It was that they got down, they were back to within eleven and had a couple of chances to get into single digits. And then if you do that, who knows what can happen? And they just didn't convert. So I mean, it was just it was just a bad night all the way around. Um, you know, when you think about it, I mean, this is what their fourth game in what, 12 days, 13 days, you know, so I, they, they just looked like a team that, that just had kind of run out of gas a little bit last night. And, and then they ran up against a team that, that needed to get mm-hmm. a win and you could see the difference. You know that's well put. Yep, Barnes goes off twenty nine, and he hadn't done anything close to that. Ken said came in averaging two. He puts yep. up twenty nine. You know, you take away that performance, and this might have been a game that came down to the last five five minutes, and it didn't. But regardless of that, Iowa hasn't played well now in a month. I mean, you have to go back to February first against Michigan, where they played an incredibly high level, both offensively and defensively. In that game, they've got by. They've had some breaks. They made their own breaks. Whatever you want to say, but this isn't a team playing great basketball. Is it guys hitting a wall? Is it the not the same kind of depth that they've had in the past, or is it just the grind of a twenty-game conference schedule now for the first time for the Big Ten? I, I think there, there's your answer, and I think you're seeing that with a lot of teams in the league. I mean, it, it, when you get to this time of the year, everybody's tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is. You know, I mean, you 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 know, and I I mean, I, I you can just look at Iowa State and look at some of the games they've had here in the last couple of weeks, and this was a team that was playing really well a couple of weeks ago. I, I just think everybody gets tired mm-hmm. this time of year and, and look at how many I mean look at look at Wisconsin, Indiana last night. And and look at what a fiasco that thing was. <laughs> really um, second overtime, know, yuck. Yeah, and it's like and it's like, you know, it it, it, it um you know, I, I just think I think this twenty game schedule is really starting to wear on a lot of teams and I and I think Iowa's one of them. So it it then turns into, okay, who's gonna win games? 
And the fact is, they've made shots, they've made plays, they've done things. And you know, I mean, they're going to finish five and two in, in February. Which I mean, you know, again, it, it 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 doesn't matter how you get there as long as you win games. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're we're forgetting about this team is they are twenty one and seven, right? Now. And so, um, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's just a function of the. I, I I've said this before: the season's a thirty one piece puzzle, you know, thirty one game puzzle, and you got to put it together. And and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And right now, they've done that for the most part. They've had a couple ugly losses. Last night was ugly, but. You know they they've gotten to where they are right now. They're in position to get the NCAA tournament, get a fairly decent seed. But you know it, it's it's just kind of the way it is right now. I just think I, I I just think it's the schedule. I think it's 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 it has really ground them down, everybody down in the league. And I think it's really showing in, in the way they're playing. Everybody's playing here in the last couple of weeks. And, and maybe not only physically, John, and I agree with you, but maybe mentally. I mean, a perfect example, Nicholas Bear, who in my mind is the is the, is as smart a basketball player as we've seen. Aaron White was that guy too and had more talent, obviously. But Bear, that flagrant foul, the, you know, that they counted the basket, he got two shots and the ball. That could have been a seven-point play out of Iowa's yeah. maybe uh, smartest basketball mind on the floor yeah and i mean it 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 just it, one of those things i mean i get when why you try to foul somebody in that situation but you also don't want to grab them you know so um you know i i think that was a big momentum point in the game because iowa you know had played well in the first half to that point and really when you think about it, there was they, they were up six and bohannon had an open three there in the first half they get that to nine and maybe push that lead to double digits for halftime that's a different game last night. Instead, he misses the three. They come down. You know, then you have the bear, the bear, uh, intentional foul, and and then it all kind of fell apart from that point. And that this time of year, games are really fragile like that. And so that's one of the things moving forward. They've got to be really careful, and it's something they've been careful about for this stretch here recently. They haven't let games really, really get away. They've they've all they've been on the precipice, but they've kept it close enough to where they can make a run. Last night, they couldn't do it. John, let's move from that on to the end of the game. John Bonacamp with the Burlington Hawkeye with us here. The words that were used, Ken, at the top of the show was, he talked about the word cheating. That was in there as he's berating the officials as they're walking back down the tunnel afterwards. Your thoughts just overall on what the allegations against Fran McCaffrey, Kyle Rowland, said what he uh, put out, what he said afterwards, and and what this means for Fran McCaffrey maybe going forward. I, you know, I don't know. I, again, a lot of what is, a lot of, a lot of it is going to be what the official heard mm-hmm. and what the official wrote in his report right. to the Big Ten. Yep. And, and I think that, um, I know, I, I, I will just say this, and, and, I, and I know players, the players kind of addressed this last night. Fran McCaffrey's going to defend his player. Uh-huh. We've known that for years about him. And, but, to do that the way he did, you know, again, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I'm just going on, on what the reports are, and there were more than one person that heard it. Um, that I, I think that's, that's a line that was crossed, and I think the Big Ten will address it somehow. Now, whether they just reprimand him, I mean, think about it, That was his first technical last night uh, <laughs> of the season. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it, you know, do they, do they address it, you know, with a suspension? I don't know. We're gonna. We'll probably find out here in the next twenty four, forty eight hours. But that's something you just don't do. <clears throat> you know, speak your piece on the court, and when the game's over, 
you know, just just get to the locker room, get on the plane, and go home. Yeah. And and I think he went a little too far. Like I said, he defends his players; mm-hmm. they love him for it. But there's there, there comes a point I think when you got to be really careful with what you say and what you do. Yeah. To me, John, it was all about accusing the official of cheating. Yes. You know, you can, yeah. that 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 to me is the um, that that went too far. If he just would have dropped the f bombs or whatever he did, he's not going to be the first, probably not the last coach to do that underneath the stands where nobody's watching, other than you know security people or just uh, passerbys or whatever. But when he dropped the word cheating, that to me is a, a suspendable offense, especially with you know everybody wants integrity in this game, and if sports don't have integrity, integrity, we don't have sports. Right, and I, you know, I mean, I, I. I've witnessed officials. I've witnessed coaches go off on officials in a hallway before, and I mean, I saw it with Steve Alford at a tournament down in Kansas City back in uh, what season was that? I think it was it was O two, is the O one O two season. Um, but he didn't use that kind of language. He didn't use that. He didn't use that word. He didn't use, you know, he didn't accuse somebody of cheating. But he was angry about the calls that night. So I mean, it, those things happen. They happen more than I think sometimes we realize. Mm-hmm. But um, to, for that to be said, and for somebody to hear it for, and, and, and I mean, even I mean, there was as I was reading Chad's story today, Chad Leiskow's story today, and he talked about um, you know that an Ohio State athletic department official heard it. Well, you know, when you get those kind of people hearing things, that, that I mean, that's that's where I think trouble trouble begins, and I think using that word, you know, calling somebody a cheater, that that's a bad thing to do too. You just don't do that. Thirty seconds, John. Bryce Harper, the floor is yours. <laughs> He's coming. We got money. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about Kershaw? A Dodger, who wouldn't want to be a Dodger? Oh, I'm with you. Know. I'm with you. Know. Hey, talk about your race, Kershaw. What's, what's not good news there? At least to start the season, right? He'll be fine. You think so? <laughs> Every time, point. he'll be fine. And they'll be fine too. They're going to need 22, no doubt. John, great to talk to you. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. Yep, John Camp, Burlington Hawkeye. Uh, And a resident Dodger fan. Yes, he is. I will take a timeout. I talked with Cappy earlier. Yes. Uh, We will hear that coming up I was hanging out with Golden Rule. So what's the temperature in your house now? 54. And that's as high as they can get it? Well, upstairs has been fine. Apparently, I'm talking out of turn here. It's a medium heating element. I don't know. Whatever the hell that is. And this is all in relation to the flood? The yeah. broken water pipe? Well, yeah, because we have a exposed wall. Our wall's open. It's mm. not good. Not good. We'll take a time out. David Kaplan will be good. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Big 12 conversation to lead off hour number two with Matt Poston's HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And if Zubin is out of the dentist chair, we'll grab him at 1120. It's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNM. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Thank you very much. As we continue on here, uh, Trent's got to step out uh, for a few minutes, so Cappy and I will spend our conversation, just the two of us, kind of like the old days, Cap. Good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Good to talk with you, and hope all is well with you and all your fine listeners. Indeed it is. You're brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. More about that at the end. Uh, Cap, lots of ground to cover with you. I guess I want to start with Chris Bryant's piece in The Athletic. I know you subscribe. I know I'm, I, I'm a huge fan. I know you are as well. How did yep. Bryant's piece go over, do you think? Did he strike a nerve? I mean, 
you know that I'm sure he's going to get a lot of blowback by you know fans out there. I uh, can't get by on ten million. You know, typical, you know, highly paid athlete. I get where he's coming from. I'm a fan of the Blue Jays. I'm not going to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. until likely May. Uh, White Sox fans with Jimenez, they lived with it through Brian. What can be changed here, Cappy? Uh, what can be changed in terms of the system? Or yeah, the service time rule. Look, I, I don't know how they fix this because I think the players are going to really worry about the veteran players that have been sitting out there in free agency as opposed to mm, worrying yeah. about guys who are, you know, haven't played a, a second in Major League Baseball. I really think they're going to look and say, okay, here's the battles we got to fight. We can't have Dallas Keuchel as we're turning towards March on the 25th or 6th of February. Dallas Keuchel is sitting at home going, I don't have a deal. Craig Kimbrell, I don't have a deal. Bryce Harper at this point, I don't have a deal. They're going to be much more concerned fighting for them, and the owners will say, okay, we want to keep the service time rule, but we'll give you this. That It's going to be a, a given trade here. They're not going to make that one of the number one things, I don't believe. It may get done, yep. but they will give something up to get that done. Right, it's an excellent point, Cap. They're going to focus on the veterans, and uh, and, that, and that's where they should. Baseball is also trying to implement the uh, the, the pitch clock rule. I, I know there's a lot of veteran players. John Lester may be as, as vocal as anybody uh, early on in the process here. What do you expect the blowback is going to be? Will this be something that um, maybe prevents the pitch clock from being from being instituted in the, into baseball as early as uh, opening day? Uh, look, I've, I'm with John Lester, and I don't think it makes me old school. I'm with John that if you like baseball, you're going to watch baseball. If you have something going on in your life that prevents you that day from watching a game, then you're not going to watch the game. You're not going to go, honey, i got to watch this game. They shaved 11 minutes off the time. i got to watch. <laughs> right. You know, it's not like they're going to start being able to knock games out in an hour 40. It's just not going to happen. So I think a lot of these changes are silly. If they can speed things up a bit where you don't have a guy stepping out of the box 15 times in an at-bat and then the pitcher decides he's going to step off the mound and he's going to – okay, there's certain things I guess we can speed things up that way, but – in terms of loving the game or not, I'm a baseball guy. My kids are baseball fans. I'm older. They're younger. We all love the same sport. I just don't think some of these things are that important. I, I'm with you. Let me ask you about a guy that's been lost in the conversation, and understandably so after the year Tyler Chatwood had last year. Uh, but he did start 20 games, Cap, when you think back to the last year's Cubs edition. I thought it was a good move. I mean, I'm all for taking guys that, you know, flame out in Colorado, in Denver, in that air, and give them another chance. And, you know, I think that usually if you were to put those guys in and do some research on it, usually they have – Better years than when they're in Colorado. Chatwood was maybe being uh, uh, not part of that norm. They've tweaked some things with him. He is bound and determined to write this. Can he? What's his role on this Cubs team? I don't know what his role is because if all five of their starters are healthy, he doesn't have a spot there. He blew that opportunity a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I know they've tweaked his road to his uh, his motion. Are you telling me that right now you feel comfortable with one on, one out in the eighth, mm-hmm. and Nolan Arenado coming up, and you go, 
hey, we got a righty down there at Chatwood. Let's go to him. I know he's got good stuff. I just feel like he'll either walk Nolan Arenado or he'll give up a home run trying to get the ball over. He hasn't proven anything to me yet. I don't know if he has a role on this team. Could he be Mike Montgomery from the last couple of years? You know, whether that's, you know, a spot start or, you know, say Lester gets shelled or a starter gets shelled and he's in there to eat some innings early in a ball game. Might that be the role that he's, uh, that he's asked to play? I guess. But I mean, do you really keep yeah, the I don't guy know. when you've got 13 pitchers, five are starters, you got eight other arms. Okay. You've got no Brandon Morrow at the start. So we'll leave him off to the side, but he's going to get a spot. Eventually, you've got Mike Montgomery. He's a lock to get one. Mm-hmm. Steve Ciszek, he's a lock to get one. Pedro Strope, he's a lock to get one. Um, trying to think, I'm just while I'm talking to you, I'm looking at the Cubs' 40-man roster and telling you the guys financially that they have some type of a commitment to that they are definitely not going to get rid of, like Brad Brock. We haven't seen how he's going to pitch. Right. But Brad Brock is getting four and a half million. So I look at their pitching, and Brad Brock, he's one. Uh, Ciszek is two. Brian Dunsing, they owe over three million dollars this year. I would think he'll make the team. Not sure. But Carl Edwards, there's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinsler? Kinsler, they owe five million to. Yep. That's four. Mike Montgomery is five. Um, Pedro Strope is six. Mm. And then out of the other two spots, you know, you've got guys that are making money. Are you going to put Tyler Chatwin in one of those spots? Mm. I don't know. I'm with you. Speaking of guys that are making money, I looked this up. Jason Hayward's still got over $100 million owed on that contract. That's crazy, Cal. That's why Bryce Harper's not talking to the Cubs. I was just going to say, that's that's the entire reason, isn't it? That's the 100% entire reason Mm -hmm. why Bryce Harper is not a Cub. Because... If you took the $27 million that Jason Hayward's going to get, 26 point whatever, off the books, and if you Darvish had worked out last year and you took Cole Hamels off the books, well, all of a sudden I just freed up 40-some million dollars. You're in play on one of those guys. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, David Kaplan is our guest centurion Stone of Iowa. Cap, uh, give us a storyline or two so far from the uh, opening weekend of games. I, I've heard some good stuff. Wilson Contreras, but it's spring, you temper it. Uh, he wore out, I thought, down the stretch last year. Uh, what have you heard positively from this Cubs team so far as they make their way early in spring training? That every single guy, and I was talking with one of the players last night, who said to me, dude, every guy here has a chip on their shoulder. Every one. He said, we've addressed it as a team. We've addressed it with our manager. He said, our front office made it clear to us that they did not like the lack of leadership that was shown at times. And John Lester said that. I think I told you this last week when I was out there. He said, hey, man, we got the message loud and clear. He goes, I usually lead by example. It's been made clear. They want Lester, Hamels, Rizzo. They want those guys leading with their voice as well. He said, it's been made clear. And we're ready. Mm. David Kaplan is our guest. Cap, what any uh, White Sox news coming out of camp? Uh, I think that they're going to keep their powder dry. Uh-huh. They're not going to spend. Rick Hansen, we're going to spend that money. It's just not going to be right now. Now, today, uh, you know, they can say that. But as guys start to come off the board, Nolan Arenado, we know this week, got an extension. Mike Trout is reportedly talking about a lifetime deal to stay with the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. We saw Severino. We saw 
Aaron Hicks. I mean, guy after guy are saying, "Yeah, you know that whole free agency free agency thing isn't cracked up what it or isn't what it's cracked up to be." I'm not convinced that the White Sox shouldn't make a move for Dallas Keuchel, somebody that's out there because you go, I don't know who's going to be out there next year to take our money. Well, speaking of guys that are out there but changing sports, I know that today Antonio Brown was part of your show from the Steelers. They're going to have to release him. I would think they're going to eat a whole bunch of cap money, uh, the Steelers are. Does he make sense for this Bears team? Are they an Antonio Brown away from being, and I think they're at that point right now, as a major player in this, uh, in, certainly in the division for the uh, next few years, but what does Brown do to them if indeed they can work something that he becomes a Chicago Bear? Uh, to get Antonio Brown, I don't think the price will be that high in terms of draft capital because I don't think that they have that many suitors that are going to be after him. There'll be some. Uh, I think you could probably get him for a second-round pick, maybe a late first. I don't think this is like a Khalil Mack-type deal. He's already 30 years, almost 31, but he wants a new deal. He's made it clear. I read his tweets the other day. I want new paper, new guaranteed money, and a new contract. Well, you're paying a guy who's on the other side of 30, and I love him. And maybe he helps you win next year, but how much money? They've got about, they just redid Kyle Long's deal, so they're going to be mm-hmm. north of 16, 17 million. They'll make a couple other adjustments. They'll probably have 20 million in cap space. Antonio Brown's going to take up a huge chunk of that. Yeah, no doubt. Cap, uh, one uh, one on college basketball for you. I know you do a whole ton of mid-major games. And, you know, we're seeing the bubble uh, and teams that are going to find their way into the tournament, like an Oklahoma, like maybe a Minnesota, teams that, you know, normally you think, what in God's name are they doing, uh, even hearing their name called in Selection Sunday? They have no chance and belong in the NIT. Maybe, not the NCAA. You covering mid-majors and knowing that, you know, like a, a South Dakota State, for instance, if they don't win uh, the Summit Tournament, they're not getting in. And despite the fact they're going to win 30 games and Mike Dom is a stud, uh, the, the the Valley that you spend a lot of time covering is a, is a one-bid lead, and that's going to go to whoever wins in St. Louis. Should the NCAA look at this differently as far as the tournament is concerned? And especially in years like this, when teams that from the Power 6, Power 5, Power 7, however many conferences you put in that group, clearly don't belong uh, in, in the big dance. Uh, I think that's a legitimate point. But those teams are going to say, you know what, we play a much tougher schedule, and that's why our record isn't as good as the record of, you know, a team in South Dakota or a team somewhere else in the mid-major ranks. I love seeing mid-majors like Loyola make runs. I know it drives the Blue Bloods crazy, but when a Loyola gets in and then gets to a Final Four, I think it's great for the sport. I just don't know if they're ever going to convince the NCAA it's something that they should do to make sure more get in. And last thing for you, Cap, and I saw this on your uh, on your Twitter. Um, like, I curled when I lived in Canada. I had a blast. I didn't do it after my hockey career was clearly <laughs> over, and I knew it was going to be nothing, and I never wanted to curl. Um, I, I saw a bunch of people doing it, but good God, I'm going to play hockey. Who, who curls for crying? And then I tried it, Cap, and what a fun time. Uh, did your family have fun, and um, is it catching on, do you think? We, I, I don't know if I'd say it's catching on. I would say we had way more fun than I ever realized we would. It was outstanding. Uh, my wife, Mindy, and I and my our son, Brett, uh, went. And it is way harder than you realize mm-hmm. to keep your balance, to yeah. not slip, uh, to 
not throw it too hard, but not throw it too light so it comes up short. You got to have touch, man. That is not an easy sport. Yeah. Did you take a lot of flack for trying it? Uh, a couple people like, "What are you doing, right. Erling?" I'm like, "Dude, you have no idea. It's really cool." And everybody drinks beer after. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A- any news on the uh, on the Cubs television network that you can share with us regarding you? No, nothing. I mean, they haven't even hired a general manager of that channel, as far as I know of yet. So. We'll see where it all goes. Good stuff, Cap. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, my Have friend. Have a great day, my man. Thank you, buddy. David Kaplan yeah. joining us from Chicago, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He's brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone, manufactured stone veneer. Um, look, if you've got a project in, indoor or outdoor, whether you're looking for manufactured natural stone to accent or update the exterior or interior of any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa, variety of styles, patterns, and colors for every need. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, or stop by the showroom. You'll be blown away. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. They make it possible for Trent and I to speak with the Cap Man each and every Wednesday. Back with the 11 o'clock hour, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.